Hello, and welcome to a special episode, the Friday episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. My name is Randall Sanborn Fields, and I am your host. I am the creator and producer of the American Nightmare audio drama. You can actually, you can be a fan if you go to uh, Facebook and you type in American Nightmare Podcast. They also, what happened, what I realized is that they have another podcast called the the American Nightmare Podcast and they started their American Nightmare Podcast on April 16th I started mine on April 17th so I'm like gosh like what are the odds of that it's like quite unlucky because some people might get confused but it's easy to spot minds because um I have a, a lightning right and it's striking a house that is the like the avatar of my uh you know my i my i uh my iTunes photo so if you ever get like confused that's the best way to to find it okay um yeah i'm trying to and they got a musician band called American Nightmare so um the best way to find it, you find it on Facebook, and you just put American Nightmare Podcast. And this episode is actually, you know, I want to talk about the book. Well, about the audio drama, not the book. There is a book to it, but I'll explain that later. And some aspects and some plots of, of the, um, the audio drama that I have produced. You know that my ultimate goal is to get this into a film or uh, like something like Adult Swim, like an episodic um, type of show uh, along the lines of, um, oh my God, it's just escaping me for right now. I'm kind of sick, so you can know I got, a, I got a fever, so I'm not thinking all that straight, so please excuse me. Um, but The Boondocks and Afro Samurai. So when I wrote this, into screenplay format that's what I was thinking about I was thinking about the boondocks and afro samurai but I have to you know I have to be original and put my own thoughts into it and stuff like that so um I think it came out pretty well I would like the people that are listening to this podcast to please um please write a review on iTunes because it helps tremendously. Like I see so many podcasts, they got like a million reviews, you know. Um, I know I don't have a lot of, uh, of listens. I got about uh, 150, which is it's pretty good. It's only been out for like a week and a half, so it's been pretty good. But I would like to turn those views or those downloads into reviews, and it will help me and help this podcast rise to the top. I have a couple of goals that I need to uh, fulfill or meet. Um, and that first goal, well, the first goal is to make the podcast, right? Um, the second goal is to reach Apple's Newsworthy. So new and newsworthy, they have that place where it's like the newest podcast that are doing very well 
So I really want to hit that mark. And how do I hit that mark? That's it's up to you guys. One is listening and passing it on to people. You know, uh, that's also very important. Is um, if you enjoyed this podcast, recommend it to somebody. Pass it on. Because, uh, you know, it's it's the, the market for podcasting is very saturated. I did realize that when I did this, but, um, you know, I want to do it. I think I can succeed. I just need to be very positive about it. So, if you guys can do me a favor and um, just pass it on to people that you know, that you think would enjoy it, uh, I'll put the link Oh, there should be a link there, right? So there should be a link. But I'd rather you do give them the iTunes link so that they can, at least they can write a review after. Because if you if you if you go through Podbean, you can't write a review on iTunes. I think so. It's kind of difficult. So um, yeah, this is like a call to action. I feel lonely in this sphere because it's like. I see all these other podcasts. They have so many people working for them, this whole team, and I'm just like, I'm doing everything. I'm <coughs> I'm writing. Excuse me. I'm doing a promotion. Um, I'm doing the narration. You know, so I'm doing everything by myself, and I'm, basically I'm the only one that kind of believes in this uh you know, in this idea, my wife is is helping me morally, but uh, basically, I just got myself to to do everything. You know, and based on my limited experience with promotion and doing stuff online and making podcasts. So, my plan for American Nightmare is I'm going to uh, develop. Is in development now. It's going to be season two. So I'm going to be developing that. Season one is already completed. It will most likely be about 40 chapters, I do believe. So I have recorded up to about 17 chapters already. It will be about 40 chapters. Um, and then I have other stories that I wrote that are in the American Nightmare universe that I've you know, I'm trying to create my little, like, diaspora, you know. Um, just like they do for the... There's a guy called the Thin Man or something, or the Stick Man, or the... Uh, the they have online, it's like, it's called Spaghetti... Oh, my God, I'm really not doing well today. Uh, it's called... Um, a spaghetti, what's it called? Spaghetti... Like pasta or, or scary pasta or something, um, and they create these universes where their characters live and do all these kind of things and exist. So I have created this um, kind of universe, um, and I've been creating it for a long time, and now I'm going to put it to audio. So before you get season two, I'm also going to have all kinds of other stories. Uh, that I'm going to be telling and that necessarily won't be into into the um, 
like a screenplay format because I wrote stories. But they're still in the same universe. I also wrote an American Nightmare novel. If you want to get that, that's in, uh, you go go to Amazon, right? Uh, American Nightmare Chinese Dream. So it's American Nightmare Chinese Dream. And this is $4. It's different from American Nightmare um, Origin of the Golden Ninja. It's not the same thing, but it contains the same characters. Uh, with American Nightmare um, Origin of the Golden Ninja what I did was I added a fantasy element to it okay but if you don't want the fantasy element and you don't like listening to narration you'd much rather read a book there's American Nightmare the novel um, American Nightmare Chinese Dream but I must warn you that the grammar is pretty horrible because it was basically a stream of consciousness. And I think it was about almost 200 pages about. One of my friends purchased it. One of my subscribers, sorry, purchased it. He said he read it in a day. He finished it in a day. So it can't be that long. I was like impressed. He was like, I couldn't stop, stop reading. It was like amazing, crazy. So some people like reading that novel. My, my... Me, myself, I don't terribly like it because of the grammar, you know. But it was a, it was a stream of con- consciousness. I think this, um, this uh, audio script is basically the perfection of American Nightmare. But they're both two different things, okay, that exist in the same universe, possibly in the same timeline, okay. Um, there are many, there are, I want to also talk about some of the, the symbolism, so we can talk about chapters one, one to seven. I'm hoping you guys can also ask questions, that, that's why I created the American Nightmare, American Nightmare podcast, um, for my Facebook, it's because I want people to ask questions, <coughs> well, I want people to interact. So I'm hoping people can go to the Facebook page and just, it'll make me feel good just to write something there, you know. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Like, I I really want some engagement on Facebook. Um, To tell you the truth, I tried doing, like, some promotion. I went to Fiverr and, like, purchased some promotion for people to promote my stuff on there. Uh, social media accounts but it's all fake it's all like women using bots or women there was one woman I paid her like what I paid her $40 right and uh, cause she said she has 700,000 followers through Instagram Facebook all this but they don't disclose where their social network is that's the some a lot of them don't disclose that you just gotta trust them right so I gave her $40 I wasn't expecting much like 700k followers I was like well if I get 50 people to listen to download then I'm okay you know and it's free it's not like anybody's paying anything so I did that 
I gave her $40, and then you kind of wait like 24 hours or 48 hours. I got five clicks out of her quote-unquote 700,000 subscribers. And I'm like, well, I know American Nightmare is not that bad. Five clicks out of five leads out of 700,000. And so, you know, this is what I have to deal with when I'm dealing with, like, trying to promote this thing. And then I went to uh, What Amaya. Peace to What Amaya. Thank you. Uh, visit his page on YouTube. He's a, a good friend of mine. And What Amaya, he actually got me, got engagement from me, like people downloaded. So I'm, I very much thank him. And that was free. But I paid this lady $40 and I didn't get anything. And then I asked what am I for a favor, and that's where most of everything came from, right? Um, as far as my YouTube audience, it's kind of hard because my YouTube audience are used to me dealing with China because I talk about China a lot. I live in China. I live in Shanghai with my family. So I'm always speaking about China, and now I wanted to shift focus because you know this is a more positive thing it's 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 really dangerous to talk about China these days so I wanted to switch like my perspective and you know my my YouTube subscribers are not very interested in unfortunately in this podcast I wish it was different but uh it's really nothing I can do about that so I'm really having trouble like like promoting it. I want to promote it, make it go out there. If you want to promote something, you got to pay like a lot of money. So I'm probably going to have to do that. Just pay a whole bunch of money for to get my pocket. All I need is like exposure. So and you know, you got to usually know somebody or you pay this big organization to do it. Just put my podcast somewhere and let people Look at the synopsis and then come and visit. It's quite easy, but social media makes it very difficult to do this, you know. So, because everybody got skin in the game. Everybody want to be a podcaster. Everybody want to be a social media expert. Nobody want to do a nine to five, you know. So, that's the thing. Um, But, like I said, we if we go to chapter, chapter one, I'm going to tell you some mistakes I made. And... <coughs> Excuse me. One of the mistakes I made was inserting music um, that uh, distracting music. So I know that some people thought that bitch, did it, bitch. You know, she was saying bitch because that's what Wycliffe felt at the time. That's what what Roliff feels. <coughs> Excuse me. That's what he feels. He feels like this woman is a bitch. He want to say it, but he can't. So I. I put it through the music, but I found that it's kind of distracting. Um, and then I first, that's when I first started and I didn't want to do it all over again because, uh, I don't know, maybe some people liked it. So, but I decided not to put any more music because, uh, not to put music like that. That's distracting. Like you can have like background ambiance music, but Cause I was gonna change it into like this hip hop thing where it's like grungy hip hop, underground hip hop. Um, the guy I was using actually was called J Zone, 
and it's called Music for Dumadre. That's his album. Uh, he was an alumni of, of uh, SUNY Purchase, the same school I went to. I loved his music. I still love his music. And I was trying to incorporate that into American Nightmare, but I'm like, no, it's better not to do that. It's better to stick with cultural references. So now I'm just doing cultural references. And cultural references could be like, like I'm stroking, you know, by Clarence, right? Like Clarence Carter, I'm stroking. And during that year, during that time, I think it was like 19, it could be 1988, 1989, Clarence Carter made this really good song called Stroking. I don't know if it, it was that year, but I remember my, my aunt playing it over and over and over and over and over again, like. She was playing it over and over. Oh, I've been stroking. And then they got another one I think called I've Been Smoking or something. I smoke to the east, smoke to the west, strokes to the woman that I love the best. They love that. She loved that. So um, the cultural references I decided to make important. So I'm still going to continue to do that. Some songs, some relic of the past to stir memories from others who are out there who are Seven, late 70s, early 80s babies like myself. Um, so that was a mistake that I I made of this the music choice. I really I kind of regret that music choice, bitch, bitch. But it it, it kind of it explains something very clearly to me because. Bitch is is very important. The word bitch. Black women don't like being called bitch. Um. I remember calling my mother, even this lady, a bitch, and she just went crazy on me because I called her a bitch. <laughs> you know, and I went like it was under my breath, and then it was like, boom! It, it was too big, you know. Because I always used to say something to her, but she never heard me. And at that time, she heard me. And she just went crazy. The next time I called a a girl a bitch was when I had a a black girlfriend in college. And we was arguing with each other. And I said, bitch. And then she just went completely insane. You know, and dumped me. And no matter what apology I gave, she would not forgive me for calling her a bitch and I was like wow black women and bitch there's this something that this makes y'all go crazy so you know that's like a metaphor symbolism chapter uh, 7 and chapter 1 it's a, a, a symbolism right um, another piece of like I guess Symbolism or, or metaphor or something like this, whatever you want to call it, uh, analogy, whatever, is the bathroom. And the uh, the theme of the invasion of privacy. Okay? The theme of the in- invasion, invasion of your body, invasion of your space. Aliens did this very well or alien the first alien where you basically you had a 
an extraterrestrial just raping you. That's what it was doing. It was raping you and impregnating you, and you were powerless. Right? You were basically giving it a blowjob, the alien, right? So, um, the bathroom is supposed to be a place that you are safe from people because it's a private thing. You go and do your business or sometimes you just go in there because you want to think or cry or you sometimes you come you, you come back from work and you're tired. You don't want to hear your husband or you don't want to hear your wife so or your mom or whatever. You go into the bathroom, you lock the door, you, you splash water on your face and you just relax, right? It's your own private place. But in American Nightmare, it is a constantly invasion of your private space. You see subconsciously um, in chapter 7, when I'm getting beat to a pulp, do I run towards the door and try to unlock those locks? Too many locks. Do I run to my room? Why didn't I run to my room? Right? Why did I run to the bathroom? Because I ran, because I heard the running water subconsciously. Like I thought, um, I guess my. It's like giving birth, you know, like water is life, you know. And you hear the running water. And when you're a child, when you come out of your mom's womb, lots of water. That's the first thing you're going to hear. So you run into to the, I was running to the safety of, of water, up to my mom or something. And also, I felt like I was... Um, this was the safe place. She can't come in here. She's not going to come in here. Because it's the bathroom. I get privacy in the bathroom. But not for Yvonne. Yvonne, you have no privacy. And uh, there was something where she said, Oh, wait, you don't wipe your ass properly. And that's when she used to, she used to come in. and um, Because sometimes I had like, stains in my drawers or something like that you know I didn't like touching down there very much I felt it was very dirty I did like three swipes and then it's done right uh, sometimes it's not sometimes you know you got white underwear like back in the days you had tidy whiteies I hated those right nowadays you got multicolored ones right you got dark blue dark black and stuff but well, dark black black <laughs> so when I had that, it was just like, you know, uh, you, you're in the toilet and you're supposed to be private. And she goes in there. And what, what she used to do is she used to wipe my butt for me, like forcibly wipe my butt. And I was like, what are you doing? Just wash the underwear. They're crappy. Just wash them. Or make me put them in a washing machine. Or make me wash my own underwear. You know? Don't go in there and wipe my bottom. It's like a, a full invasion of privacy. Um, what else did she do? She 
Oh, she used to force brush my teeth. Because she said I, I didn't brush my teeth properly. It was like, what? How do you know somebody is brushing their teeth properly? What, my breath was stinking? All you have to do is put the, the toothpaste on the brush and and just brush your teeth, right? So she used to put the toothpaste to brush my teeth very forcibly, like almost to the point where you can knock a tooth out. She also used to wash my face. Like, and this is not at like a five-year-old or six years old. This is like 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old she's doing this to me. And we can't forget to the fact that she was not a very hygienic person either. So she's trying to teach somebody else to be hygienic when she herself was not hygienic. So that was the theme um, of this first part. It's like this invasion. You are not safe, you know. Um, Capella coming into the room. You're not safe from anyone. Even you are in the bathroom. And it's not, you know, to me it's not kind of incestuous because what happened to me was not so much incestuous because they're not my blood. But it happened way too early. You know, I was having relations way too early. I could run out of hands how many relations I had. And I didn't tell all of them in this story. I only told part of them. Because I don't want it to be about that. But it happened so many times, you have to put it in there. I have to put it in there. I don't want to put it in there. I don't even like um, these kind of scenes. In Game of Thrones, they're doing all these kind of scenes. I just skip it. It could be trauma. I don't know. I just don't like sex scenes, right? Um, So, I had to put it in there for realism, for effect, you know? I don't want to put it in there, but I had to. As far as, um, oh, well, that wasn't chapter seven. Chapter seven, that King Kong. What I was talking about, I was talking about chapter six, sorry, when I was talking about the bathroom and stuff like that. But chapter seven, your, your, your mother withholding Christmas. So in that episode, when that happened, a lady had came into the elevator one time, and she was like, so what are you getting for Christmas? What do you want Santa to get for Christmas? And I was like, well, I was in that mood, so I was like, I, I don't believe in Santa Claus. It's not real. You know, because I was just like, well, to me, it's it's not real. Because I've never really gotten what I wanted. I've asked for stuff. I asked to get out of this environment. He never gave it to me all these Christmases. So I didn't believe in him, right? When I lost a tooth and put it under the pillow, my tooth was still there. There was no money. So this is what I believed in. So I told this lady, and then that lady told this Yvonne woman. Because, you know, women like to gossip, 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 gossip. These old women, you know. So that woman told Yvonne, 
Yvonne took it very personal and decided for that Christmas, I wouldn't get anything. So I couldn't open my presents. So there were presents under the tree and I couldn't open them. And it was there that, and you know what was so scary about this? Um, is that my bed was in the living room. Okay. My bed was in the living room because she kicked me out of that room because uh, when those two girls moved in, she just gave them that room and then she threw me in the in the uh, living room of this couch bed, which means I couldn't get any privacy. So when she was watching her, her stories or soap operas, she called them stories, in the living room and it's loud and it's like 9 o'clock and I'm sleepy and I'm like in the middle of the living room Sleeping on his couch bed. The TV is right next to me. She's up there on the foyer or the, where the dining room is, area is, which you got to walk up two steps. If you read American Nightmare, I will t- I'll give you the anatomy of the house. Like, if you want to get the full picture of American Nightmare podcast, you got to read the novel because this, I'll give very much details. So, you know, you get up there up on there in the dining room and she got a sewing machine so you got the sewing machine go and then you got the television stories like one life to live because she used to tape them she used to record the all the stories which one she watched um the young and the restless all my children with erica kane um she she had her certain ones that she watched uh, I don't think she watched General Hospital, but I know she watched The Young and the Restless, All My Children, The Bold and the Beautiful, okay? And <clears throat> she also watched, I could just put a whole TV lineup. And then after that, then there was the, it was the afternoon, so at 4 o'clock, you know, all the stories went off at 4 o'clock. Like, there was no more stories after, like, 3 o'clock was the last, um, 3 to 4 was the last batch of stories. And then you had the talk shows. And the talk shows were basically, at that time, it was before Ricky Lake, it was Oprah, right? And Donahue. Or, I think, also, at that time, it could have been, uh, what's her name? Sarah Jessica Raphael or something? I'm saying her name wrong. Sally Jesse Raphael. But it was both mostly Oprah, so she was on that Oprah st- shit, you know. Uh, she was on that Oprah stuff. She was on that, um. The Donahue stuff, the Phil Donahue show. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just crazy. Gerardo might have been. She might have had some Gerardo. And then after that, that went from like four to five, or maybe like that, four to five. And then uh, from that's when she kind of stopped a little bit and took a kind of break and to make dinner or something. And then that's when I would watch TV. Which at that time would be like different strokes. Um, unless if it was the weekend, it would be like a small wonder. You remember with the robot? It's a small 
wonder with the robot or silver spoons or um the facts of life like this kind because facts of life always came after um different strokes right and then at seven it was like a, a current affair so she never watched news actually she never really watched it was just always like tv shows so at seven it could have been like a current affair or Wheel of Fortune, because she liked Wheel of Fortune. So Wheel of Fortune was from seven to eight. You could go look it up, you know. And then from eight to ten is some kind of, you know, like NYPD Blue type of stuff. So uh, I remember she was on a binge watching V. You remember V, the visitors, those aliens that turned into lizards and stuff. She was like really into that, like. A, and so when she got into it, I had to get into it. I had no choice. Some of them was good, some of them was not. You know, they had Matlock, Magnum PI, all this other kind of stuff. So, you know, these these kinds of things. But she watched TV a lot. Like she's just like kind of like a couch potato. She was like the five one. So she was like about five one, which is like one point five seven cent um center whatever centimeters and then she was like it was crazy she was really fat like over 200 pounds like over 200 i do believe yeah so i mean that's how it was man like that's how how it was and so during that christmas you know, I'm in this place, and she actually, I'm stuck in the living room. Can you imagine that? And the Christmas tree is in the living room, and the presents are all under the tree. I dare not have the guts to open any of those presents. And that Christmas tree stood there in that corner for one year. She did not take the Christmas tree down. And I could not understand what she was trying to explain to me what was the point of being this vindictive this this evil that's what you call evil you leave the christmas tree up for a whole year so we used the christmas tree again the next year and then i didn't get any new presents it was just the old presents i didn't even try to peek at those presents there was sometimes sometimes where i was like i would uh, be very daring and just try to like maybe make a little hole in it to see and then at that time I was like 11 or something so I, I opened up the presents from last year and everything was closed you know as a, a as like a 10 year old or 11 year old you want some kind of toys or something or some kind of cool thing right and Yvonne, she always gave me something like some educational junk that, like Alfie, I had Alfie, which was boring as hell. Like, if you're going to do some education, at least do something interesting, right? Like, I would have rather, like, to have a whole, a whole library of just books. I'd rather have had that than these kind of, like, they, she gave me this typing thing called computer smarts by VTech, 
you can look it up like this this thing and you type in how how type how fast you can type and it's just like the monochrome display you know so she got me stuff like this but all you had to do is give me some comic books you know what i'm saying like give me a whole bunch of comic books buy like like a year subscription a year subscription to spider-man that would have made my day no, it was this like so you you anticipate this whole year the Christmas tree is up and then the next year you open up the presents and it ain't nothing you want. So the whole year is like in vain. You've been waiting and and that's how vindictive and calculative she was. She was very calculating. Um she turned everybody against me like I felt like I was the crazy one. And she was not, she was the one that was doing everything great. So I don't want to delve too much into it because I don't want to ruin the, you know, the novel, the audio drama. So I, I think I'm going to end it right here. And uh, please subscribe, follow, go to the Facebook um, website, American Nightmare Podcast. Ask some questions. You got some questions or comments, positive comments, positive or negative, or whatever you want to do. Uh, and then please, 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 a call to action, write a review. Okay? And that will help me a lot. And now um, I'm going to give the floor to Omega. See you around. This is Omega, the antagonist of the American Nightmare podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It helps a lot. I will allow him to upload a new chapter every Sunday and Tuesday night. Friday are special episodes to talk about me and to answer any of your questions. If you know anyone that might enjoy this podcast, please recommend it to your friends and post American Nightmare Podcast on your social media.